hai no kaua i kaulu laau. Ano ai me ki aloha e nga makamaka e hoolahe mai nei ya kaleo o kaulu au. I keia la, e kama ileo i ana ke kahi kumuhana maupopoloa i ka Hawaii. Oia hoi, ka pilina o kaua a me keola o kokako pai aina i kaulu laau. Aloha to everyone listening as we continue our journey on Kaleo Kauluau, learning more about practices that are rooted in sustainability and place on this awesome mokupuni of Hawaii, Kuauli, Hawaii of the verdant back. Why verdant? Because of the forest. And who follows that forest? The ua or the rain. Just as in the Olalono Ea or poetical saying that Leija shared with us, rain always follows the forest. So let's get ready. Velina Mai, welcome to Kaleo Kauluau. Aloha eju, pehe oi. Aloha ele, mai kai no, pehe oi. Mai kai mahalo. I'm very excited that today we have one of our hua aloha here to share. Someone with great expertise in what we might call Malama Yaku Mokuhali'i, Native Forest Stewardship. Drew, would you introduce our mea kipa? Hiki no. Lahela Burgess Kamara was born and raised in the Ahupua of Waiakea in the Moku of Hilo, and she now resides in the Vau Maukele of the Ahupua of Kaumana. She graduated from Kekula o Nawaihio Kalaniopu'u Pu'u and holds a bachelor's degree in ecology, evolution, and conservation biology, as well as a certificate in Hawaiian language from Uechilo. She is a hula practitioner of hula aiha'a through halao kekuhi and is a haumana in halao ohia Hawaii stewardship training with kekuhi kealii kanaka ole. Lahela is the coordinator for the Imipono no Kaina Environmental Education and Outreach Program, which provides opportunities for students, teachers, and community members to gain awareness of, engage with, and contribute to the well-being of our native ecosystems, primarily our native rainforest. Lahela is passionate about cultivating a deep relationship to place through Hawaii lifeways, including Olikomo, Mo'oku Auhau, Wahipana, Mo'olelo, Ka'au, Hula, and Hana Noeo. And she believes that connection to place is essential to the future well-being of self, of our Hawaii, Paiaina, and of the Honua. Mahalo Eju, let's go over to Lahela now. Aloha, Lahela. It is so nice to see you. Mahalo nui for coming to speak to us today on our podcast. Um, you are a source of inspiration for so many of us over so many years um, because of your dedication and commitment to the well-being of our native forests and all of those living beings and our watersheds. And um, you've just spread so much of your ike to our haumana, and including my own, including all of us right here, all of us at the podcast team. And we're very, very grateful um, for that, and I'm really happy that we have continued our 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 journey together, um, engaging our learners to Malama, the forests and watersheds, um, for more than 12 years now. And I really look forward to to having more time to do this with you in the future. So mahalo nui for being here. Aloha, Drew. I'm very happy to be here. Aloha, Elahela. It's been a pleasure to see you after so long. I enjoy watching you and your hui continue to motivate others to be stewards of the forest and care for our important watershed. Um, fortunately, my daughter has been one of those people who had the opportunity to build her own relationship with the forest near where we live, and that experience has transformed her. So mahalo nui for all that you do. E olu olu mai. Uh, we're eager to hear what you have to share about our precious forest. Aloha, mahalo. 
Aloha mai kākou, o vau o La Hela Burgess Kamara, o kaumana kuu ahupua'a makamoku o hilo, o mauna kea a me mauna loa a kuu mau mauna, o kaohu o kaumana kuu vai a o kawao maukele a kuu aina enohoni ola. Aloha mai kako. Uh, my name is Lahela Burgess Kamara. Uh, I live in the Ahupua'a of Kaumana in the Moku of Hilo. Uh, Mauna Kea and Mauna Loa are my Mauna, my mountains. Um, the Ohu that gathers in Kaumana quite regularly um, is the Vai I am most peely or connected to right now. And... Um, I live in the Vao Maukele, kind of a result of all that ohu and that vai in Kaumana. It's very, very wet and moist in that area. Um, okay, I'm very happy to to be here today um, with you both. Um, as you both mentioned, um, we go way back. <laughs> um, um, Drew, you were one of my kumu when mm. I was in college, and that's kind of where our relationship started. And taking classes from you about geography um, really helped to influence my my journey and inspired me to um, look more into where I come from um, and to the different places around the world. So mahalo for that. Um, I'm very happy that we got to continue our relationship after college in doing restoration of our forest um, in Keoho Ka'u. Um, like you said, you guys have been coming out for over 10 years and I'm so encouraged and um, always excited to host uh, you and your your students and mahalo you for continuing to be a kia'i kumoku hali'i in your own right because you continue to inspire our students to develop a relationship with place and to understand why that's so important. Um, and Lei, mahalo to you. As you mentioned, your your daughter was in our program over 10 years ago. I don't know how long ago it, it was, but she's she still remembers everything like yesterday. And um, that's a really important passion of mine to help people connect to place and we had the honor of having your your daughter with us and I'm, I'm really happy to hear that those experiences of um, our program in exploring our forest and our native ecosystems have transformed her life and um she refers to it as her forest now she goes like I need to go back to my forest <laughs> That's what we want. Building those kinds of relationships with with our aina, with our forest, um, having a personal connection to them really kind of ensures that those relationships are going to be long term. And the the health and well-being of those places will continue if we have those kinds of long term relationships. Um, so mahalo to you. Um, so. The topic of what we're going to cover, I guess, today, um, we can go to an olalono eau, which is ha hai kaua i kaululaau, 
And that olelono eo loosely translates to the rain follows the forest. And our kupuna knew this. Um, they knew that our forest areas are critical uh, for capturing water on our island ecosystems. And that where there is a forest, the rain will follow. And yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Awesome. <clears throat> Lahela, would you please... um. Would you please take us into the forest environment? Um, if you're able to maybe just describe what it's like, maybe we can all, all of us and all of our listeners in our audience can maybe close their eyes and imagine being in a place like Keoho in Kau, where you spend so much time. Sure, Drew, I can do that. Um, and so we had forests back in the day that ran from the coastline all the way up um, the mountain and um, kind of the primary zone uh, that would capture our water was known as the Vawakua. And so um, if we can close our eyes, it can kind of describe um, what that kind of forest uh, in the Vawakua would look like. And so if you we're going to kind of take a journey as a raindrop falling from the sky and in the Vawakua, the first um, the first trees that you would land upon uh, are the koa and the ohia that are in the forest canopy. And those two trees would be that initial and it would help to slow down that water. And after dripping from the moon-shaped leaves of the koa, and you would hit the ohia. And then you would drop down into the understory where you would find trees like olapa and kolea and mamaki and aali'i. And then you would perhaps fall onto some of the tree ferns that we have, which are hapu'u or ama'u. And maybe now you're not on a leaf, but you are traveling down the trunk of one of those trees. And then you would land softly onto some ground cover, like palapalai or ala'alavainui. And you would go further down into the mosses or the limu of our forest. And then after that you would drip down into the the leaf litter and into the soil and then down through the rocks and eventually the water that um, falls onto our native forest and goes through all of these layers you would end up in um, Moanaliha which is our aquifer. Oh nani. That's actually something that my students and I learned from you Moanaliha. Beautiful. So Moanaliha is um, our, our aquifer and it is the storage basin for our fresh water that is underneath our islands. We are on volcanic islands and so um, our islands are porous and so the water that falls on falls from the sky into our forest 
um, moves through our forest, through our soil, through the porous rock and collects beneath our islands. And a lot of our water um, that we drink when we turn on our faucet, when we're using it for cooking, for showering, for many different needs, um, comes from wells that are um, drilled into our aquifer, our Moana Liha, and brought to the surface and distributed throughout um, to our homes. So something that has um, really helped deepen my relationship with our forests and our water is this question of ovai oi. Um, oftentimes you'll hear the question and the answer will be um, people will give their name or maybe what their profession is. It could be where they're from, but often um, that's kind of where it is. When um, we would ask, or when that question was asked, um, it probably had a different answer. And it referred to your vai. Uh, where is your water source? And when we think about the diverse uh, climates that we have on Hawaii Island um, and the different amounts of water that are available throughout our island, it can inform the lifestyle of certain people. For example, if you are um, from the Hilo side, which is our wet windward side, um, and you could say your vai was wailuku, um, someone hearing that could interpret it if they knew where Wailuku, um, Wailuku was and you were from the windward side, then you could kind of get an understanding that there's an abundance of water there. Um, and that maybe life was a little bit, a little bit easier. Um, water is essential to, to life. And if there is an abundance of water, um, it makes life a little bit easier but if you were from the Kona side in the lands of Kekahawai Ole, um, water was a little bit more scarce. Um, you had to know where those punavai or those springs were. Water wasn't just flowing all around you. And so your daily life probably involved gathering water because it wasn't just readily available. And so you could then gather from someone who lived in the, on the drier side of the island. You could gather um, maybe a little bit about their lifestyle. As opposed to somebody, how, how you shared, as opposed to somebody who might live near Wailuku, you would see a difference in that kind of lifestyle and, and kind of gather who they are or how mm -hmm. they interact with their surroundings. But it's a very important question, ovai oi. Yeah. And so ovai oi, to me, um, asking that question um, to myself or to others has really kind of set up a space where I can figure out where does my water come from and what am I doing to help ensure that this water is going to continue to flow from my faucet? Um, are the actions 
are my actions contributing to this abundance of fresh water or are my actions maybe contributing negatively or diminishing that water? And so I think even just asking the question um, about where your water comes from, can start your journey and um, learning more about yourself and learning about where your water comes from. And that, that's how so many of our journeys at Keoho with you and Imi Pono folks begin, right? Mm-hmm. Asking that question and having all of us, you know, reflect upon that profound thing, you know, who is our water source? When we, uh, when we have groups out at Keoho Ka'u um, to learn more about their water resources or where our water comes from, uh, one of the things that we ask everybody is ovai oi. Um, not just their name or their profession or in cases with you folks, what their major is. Um, we want to know uh, what their water source is. What vai are they pili to and that they can identify with? Um, this really helps to inform us about where they're from and can give us a little bit of insight into um, how they grew up, um, whether there was an abundance of fresh water or whether there um, it took a little bit more work for them to get their vai. And so we usually start our day like that. And it's a a beautiful way for us to center ourselves on um, this idea of vai, which is essential to to all life, and for them to bring their water into their space. And sometimes uh, people aren't um, people don't know where their water comes from, and that's okay. I think asking the question ovai oi and getting them to think about where their water comes from is very important. And then there are some others who will mention that they're um, that they're more pili to a kai, perhaps, um, or that they're pili to a rain. And it's really fun for for the alakai to to hear this at the beginning because we get to know where people are from and they bring, um, we get to get like that initial um, introduction and we can find Pilina oftentimes mm-hmm. between, you know, this is the first time we're meeting them, but eh, your vai is uh, Wailuku, so is mine. Mm-hmm. Like we probably live in the same area. Or some people are from Oahu and they'll they'll talk about their vai there or where they're from. And they're like, oh, yeah, my auntie lives over there. And so we can start to, like the initial connection we start to make with each other is through vai, which is a beautiful thing. Like, as I said, it's essential um, to all life. Um, so ovai oi or ovai who are you, who am I, is... Um, if we can start to uh, kind of look at that question, not just as your name or your profession, but really to look at it from wh- what is your water source? Where does your water come from? It can start to build an awareness and a relationship um, with with your vai, and hopefully it'll lead to um, a relationship with the forest because 
on our on our islands in our pai aina we are in the middle of the ocean surrounded by salt water and it is our forests that are responsible for attracting gathering um storing our water and directing it into our aquifer so yeah asking the question of ovai oi is a really good place to start um building your relationship with our water and then our forests mm-hmm. i can imagine just seeing students or visitors there when they actually take that question into account and and reflect upon it and it's probably something for many that they've never really considered and maybe there's an initial point of fear where like oh no i don't know where my water source is but then that's the opportunity to then make that connection yes mm-hmm. to learn who to that learn. water source is yeah i think as i'm getting older learning more that you don't have to have the answer all the time and that um asking the question is probably the most important part mm-hmm. and allowing the opportunity or the space for the answers um to come through or to to do more researches yep mm-hmm. you don't have to have all the answers but you want to ask the questions Lahela, something you mentioned, and this is just for perspective, is that we're an island chain in the middle of the Pacific, middle surrounded by salt water, as you mentioned, and yet we have this abundance of vai on our pai aina. Um, I don't know what my question was. <laughs> what was my question? Oh, how does that happen? Mahalo for that question, Lee. Um, it always amazes me to think about. exactly that that we are islands in the middle of the ocean and yet we have this abundance of fresh water and quality water um really ono way um how does that happen um so we have our it really starts out on the moana in the ocean um where the sun will evaporate um the water and the salt is left behind but that water vapor um travels up into the atmosphere and turns into clouds and then we have our moae or our trade winds or the easterlies which are um which is a little wind system that regularly blows these clouds across our pai aina and as those clouds um move across the ocean they encounter our our islands our high volcanic islands and they are intercepted by these islands and when these clouds uh, move on to our island um in the forested areas all of those um those those plant species that i mentioned earlier are like little fingers and they capture that water vapor in those clouds um and in a lot of areas in our um in our paina a lot of the water that's captured is actually through the clouds it's not necessarily through rain we we do get a lot of rain especially on the hilo side um but um clouds coming into our forest is a way that we captures water. So 
the water evaporates from the ocean, forms clouds, the moa'e, the winds, bring them over to our islands where um, they're intercepted by our mountains. Um, they encounter our forest either through clouds um, or they fall. It starts to rain and they, it falls through rain. And if they hit the forest areas, they're going to travel through our forest, like how I mentioned at the beginning, uh, through the canopy and the understory and down through the ground, um, the ground cover plants. Um, and they can go underground and become groundwater. Um, and oftentimes we have um, springs or rivers where that groundwater exits um, the ground and becomes surface water, um, like our rivers, um, and flows down to the ocean. But the groundwater um, can continue in the ground down through our porous rocks um, and into Moana Liha or to our aquifer. And from the aquifer, um, we will drill um, into our aina, into this um this basin of water and um, draw the water up and then distribute it, distribute it to our different um, communities. And we use it and eventually it'll make its way back to the ocean and the cycle will start again. Um, so in a nutshell, kind of, that's kind of our, our water cycle. Um, and our forest, um, like we talked about, play a super important role in capturing that vibe and ensuring that it's going into our ground and becoming um, the fresh water that, that we use. Um, Replenishing the, um, the pahu. Yeah, our pahu <laughs> Yep. So to remain sustainable, we have to preserve our forests, right? Because we see it, this direct correlation between the presence of forest, their extent, and you know the presence of rain, uh, and these water resources. So, I mean, as we see our landscapes change over time, I think we've all seen this on whatever island it is that we live on in in the Hawaiian Islands. We we notice that there is this direct relationship between rain patterns and systems and and the preservation of forest. Critical. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Drew. Um, our forests, our native forests, have evolved over millions of years to become the ultimate ohiwai, the ultimate water gatherers. The quality of our water, the quantity of our water is directly related to our forests. Um, we have lost much of our native forests and our um, which are our water captures. And so it's essential that we protect our remaining forests, but we also um, restore our, our forests. And it's not, not just any forest will do. Our native forests are very complex. They are multi-layered. And you can kind of think of them as a sponge. Um, all the different layers work together to help capture that cloud, those clouds that come in to help capture the rain. Um, it's not a monotypic type of forest where uh, there's only one tree species growing and there's nothing on the ground cover. Um, 
if the clouds were to come through that area, um, there's not a lot of surface area that's going to capture that water. However, in our native forest, we have all of these different species in the canopy, in the understory, in the ground cover that um, are able to capture that water. They act like a sponge and direct it down into our aquifer. They each have a function. They each have a function. Yes. And they don't necessarily compete with each other too, right? No, that's like one of the most beautiful things I think about our, our native species. They they work together. It seems like they've found, they've evolved over many, many years to, to work together. Um, they kind of, I feel like they kind of had that kind of attitude where it's like, okay, we're in this environment. And if you can imagine when our islands are created, if it's a harsh environment. And so the only way, way really to survive is to, to help your neighbor and to work together. And I feel that our, our native species really do a good job at that and are a prime example of that. And that would include our like bird people too, right? Yes. Not only are we talking about our plant um our plant species that make up our forest, um, they rely on our birds, our manu, um, to eat the seeds and disperse them so that the forests um, can grow. Um, okay, so uh, our kupuna had a very beautiful um, term for our forest, and it's kumoku hali'i. And it, the function of kumokuhali'i is to attract and to gather and store our water. And when we makavalu or when we break apart the word kumokuhali'i, we have kumokuhali'i. And we can look up the different definitions for this term or for these terms. And one of the things, one of the ways of interpreting this is we have ku, which means to stand, to stand upright. And I think about that as our, as our trees, all of those different trees that make up our native forests from the canopy, the understory, all of those ones that are standing upright. And then we have moku, which we may be familiar with, um, a district, right? We, it's a, an area of land that has some sort of like boundary. Um, so we have all of our trees that ku in a moku. And then a hali'i is like a covering. Like you often lay a hali'i down at the beach maybe before you go sit. Um, so it's like a covering or like a carpet. And if we put all of those together, we have our trees in, in an area kind of spreading out across the landscape. And sometimes it's hard to visualize this when you are standing in a forest. But if you are... Um, kind of at a higher elevation or if maybe you're on an airplane and you're looking down at the islands and you see this dark, lush green, this wooly, kua wooly um, across the landscape, it looks like a dark green hali'i or carpet. 
And so our kupuna are just amazing in the way that they would name things. Uh, Kumokuhali'i, I think, is such a beautiful way to, to capture what our forests are. We have... Um, so with Imi Pono Kaina, which is the uh, program that um, I work for, we have a program called uh, Nakia'i Kumokuhali'i. And that program is a program that provides opportunities for students, teachers, for community members to take part in um, the health and well-being of Kumokuhali'i of our forested areas. And Kia'i, we are, a lot of us are familiar with that term. And I like to think about a Kia'i Kumokuhali'i as someone who not only um, stands and protects something, but someone who is actively um, engaging in the restoration from all different levels, whether they are dancing hula about our forests or composing songs about our forests. Um, there are also the folks who are out there collecting the seeds, working in the greenhouse, growing those seedlings to a certain height. And whew, we were in the greenhouse uh, with the program last week. And there, there are a lot of, um, there's a lot of energy that grows, goes into growing um, our, our native plants um, from seed collecting to germinating and transplanting and weeding um, in the greenhouse, making sure they're all growing good before we actually can go out into the forest to plant them in their forever homes, I like to say. Um, and then, so kia'i, including um, the different practices that honor our forest into the actual um, action of growing our plants and the folks that come out to to put them back into um, back into the forest and then the, also the folks who help to protect those, uh, those plants that are, have been planted in, um, making sure that they're not, um, affected by invasive species, both plant and animal, um, that they are being monitored for their health and survival. Yeah. Just folks that are, becoming aware of the function of kumokuhali'i and asking themselves, oi, oi, where does my water come from? Um, I like to think of all of those kinds of people as kia'i kumokuhali'i. One thing we, we often do when we have um, opportunities to, to plant and restore our forest is we like to share a mele, um, that talks about kumokuhali'i and its function. And so I'd like to do that with you guys now um, and then actually ask you folks to to join me. And so I will, I'm going to do it once and then don't worry, everybody gets a little bit scared, like, what, I got to learn one mele? Um, but it'll be a repeat. 
So I'll say a line and then you say a line. Um, and so the the mele, the first two lines of the mele talk about kumokuhali'i and its function. So it goes, o kumokuhali'i, ohivai o ka'aina. So kumokuhali'i is the ohivai, is the water gatherer of our aina. And then the last three lines break up kumokuhali'i uh, into three terms, kumoku and hali'i. Uh, like I just described earlier, and talks about those functions. So, ku kala au ume ume kaua, ku the the laau the trees stand tall and upright, and they ume ume or attract the rain. And then hemoku heaina it describes this area of land um, where these trees are growing and then hali'i laua loa and so hali'i is that covering and laua loa lau refers to like literally a leaf which we have on all the trees right um, but lau also means many and so we want to have many leaves and many trees and then loa um, like Mauna Loa is this kind of wide and expansive, um, kind of like a, there's a, a space kind of reference to Loa, but Loa can also be like a time, right? We want this longevity of our forest. So Hali'i Loa Loa is to, to have many forests um, expanding forever and ever. <laughs> okay. So our mele is O ku mokuhali ohivai yoka aina ku kalau ume ume kaua he moku he aina hali ilaua loe. And so I'm gonna ask you guys now to um, join me. And I'll say a line, and then you say a line. Okay, Hikino? Okay. Oku mokuhali. Oku mokuhali. Ohivai yoka aina. Ohivai yoka aina. Ku kala au. Ku kala au. Ume ume kaua. Ume ume kaua. He moku he aina. He moku he aina. Hali ilaua loa. Hali ilaua loa. Hola. Oh, mahalo. mahalo. Hopefully all of our listeners did that too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's um, a simple way that we, well, I think of it as a simple way um, that we like to share with folks who come out to to plant with us to kind of um, help them embody the <laughs> function of the forest and... Um, yeah, I think that's really important whenever you're doing something when you can 
take a moment to kind of embody um, whatever it is that you're doing so that it kind of sticks with you a little mm-hmm. bit more. And our listeners may not realize that actually we were doing motions and gestures yes, at the we same were. time too. Right. <laughs> Mahalo Nui for sharing that mele. It explained all the different um, functions of the forest, as you mentioned. And perhaps there was something you wanted to share in relation to how the forest looks and and a recent experience you had. Yeah, so we uh, just completed our Kahuapono uh, student enrichment program on Friday. And there was a moment um, in the last few days that, Uh, for me, really captured an image of our forests. Um, The students were able to um, learn about Ovaioi and our watersheds and where our water comes from. Um, On the last two days, we were preparing for an aha or for a ceremony um, and preparing a ho'okupu. And so we went... Uh, to an area where we are doing forest restoration, um, which is near a kipuka or um, a forested area that remained after, um, in this case, not a lava flow, but where ranching had um, had taken away the forest surrounding that. And for... Um, Reasons, I think because there it was like in a gulch or there was some kind of outcropping, um, the young ulets weren't able to, to get to it. So we went back to this area where the students had actually planted the week before to gather uh, kinolau for a lei that we were making. And they were able to um, gather from from plants that were planted maybe about five years ago, um, including koa and a'ali'i and some mamane. Um, but they were also able to gather kinolau from the kipuka that was right nearby, um, which are actually, we're hoping to, you know, seed um, this, uh, this restoration area. In addition to our contribution, we are creating spaces where this kipuka um, seeds from that kipuka can move into. So they were able to gather from that kipuka and compose a lei. And uh, one of our alaka'i also um, demonstrated um, uh, a lei haku with koa. And as we were um, putting together our pu'olo for our ho'okupu, and we were wrapping our lei around that midstock. Um, and we placed our koale on top. There was a moment of this beautiful image of our forest. We had the koale up at the top, kind of representing our canopy. And then the lei that was wrapped around the stock um, had our understory species. Um, like I mentioned, there was um, a'ali'i and mamane. And um, there is also included in there our um, ground cover, like palapalai. And for me, it was um, really like the culmination, like how we ended the program like that. Um, it really, it really hit me. 
<laughs> um, we have students who are learning about where their voice comes from um, and being able to put their energy into composing this lay. Um, and then it all came together with this image of a forest mm -hmm. in this, you know, 12 inch by 12 inch ho'okupu. Um, it was it was amazing. Um, it was something that I was unexpected, mm -hmm. and I I got some giggles from the <laughs> students and from my alakais um, about how excited I was. Uh, but um, the imagery of the forest and all the forest layers uh, was really, yeah, it really meant something to me. Um, and it really, that 12 by 12 space that you mentioned, <laughs> that's really a representation of how the practice of, how your practice is sustainable, how it's touching lives of others. And the students who seen how happy you were just by that, you know, what seemingly might be something small, but it's really not. It's, it's a culmination of all the hours, days, weeks, years that it took to get to having this lay. And then the students will remember that. I know they yeah. will. That's 100% they will remember that moment. So um, mahalo nui for sharing that with us. Yeah. It's, it's very beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was a really, um, like you said, it was a culmination of all the hard work that that many kia'i kumoku hali'i mm -hmm. um, put in into restoring the forest yeah so i mean that's yeah. one of the goals is to have those resources there so that when you need you know for whatever reason ceremony or um hula like, that's one of the reasons i mean aside from the important reason of having vai mm -hmm. it is to have that ability to practice our traditions that's exactly right you know like primary we want to be able to have water um, but so much of our um, Hawaii life ways are um, inspired by, are dependent on our forests, not just the plants, but the animals that go along, um, that live in these forests and supporting them, um, but also having practices that allow us to engage, whether it's through hula or through making lei, um, all of that contributes to the lawaloa, to the longevity of our well-being and also the well-being of our forests. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we're all incredibly inspired to, you know, make our own contributions to these efforts. Could you provide a few details about how our listeners could become involved? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... Imi Pononokaina um, is actually part of the Three Mountain Alliance Watershed Partnership. And so we do have a web website, threemountainalliance.org. And so that's a really good place to start if you're interested about learning more about um, our education and outreach program or even just um, other ways that the Three Mountain Alliance is contributing to our, our watershed. Uh, we do have opportunities for students, teachers, and community members to engage with our native ecosystems um, through our Nakia'i Kumoku Hali'i program. Um, 
that's probably through our Kia'i Kumokuhali'i program. We welcome community members to uh, come to Keauho in Kau to participate in uh, forest restoration. Um, and those take place um, once a month, usually the, the third Saturday of the month. But um, sometimes they change, but people can go to the website or they can follow us at Imi Pono Noka Aina um, on Instagram and on Facebook um, or at Three Mountain Alliance on Instagram and Facebook um, to, you know, stay aware of any kind of offerings that we have. And to see the great work that's being done. Yeah. And I and I just I might add as a one closing remark from my own perspective is that because we have been working together for so many years, Lahela, and with Imi Pono no Kaina, um, I've actually had the privilege of seeing this Lawa Loa <laughs> effect happen, right? I've we've actually seen the forest grow over time. And a lot of it has to do with those, you know, our own students at the college and university contributing to outplanting native plants and creating this amazing beautiful forest so it's really happening and um i mean it it's impossible to to say how important that work is so mahalo nui for um being such an important person in this work for being such a delightful person to um have as our friend and (laughs) as our podcast guest today um it's been a pleasure to to hear your perspective on um kumoko hali'i on owai oi on your your own journey too as as part of this so mahalo nui mahalo ju you when you were talking about our um when we first kind of started with bringing your groups out to um to keoho when you kind of mentioned that uh, it took me back to kind of our one of our first outplanting sites and i always remember uh we call it kind of the bowl area it's kind of this um kind of like an amphitheater kind of area. And I remember um, being able to look across and see Drew and see the other students planting. And now we got to take you back over there because it's transformed. And, you know, the the work that we do, it's kind of like, wow, God, we, can we build a forest? Like it kind of is, is a little daunting and we can. Hmm. We can, and we've done it together. And so, I, yeah, it's it's amazing. Can't wait to go back. Yeah. Mahalo nui for joining us today, Lahela. Mahalo. Mahalo nui to our mea kipa, Lahela Burgess Kamara. It was wonderful to be reminded of the vital importance of native forests and their role in water collection and storage and what it's like to be that drop of water entering the forest canopy and moving through the intricate structure of that forest and ultimately into Moanaliha, our aquifers. I mahalo nui to Lahela for sharing her connection to the forest. I hope our listeners are as inspired as we are to form our own connections to the forest as well as learn where our water source is. Yay! In the meantime, you can check out our blog at hilo.hawaii.edu slash as well as follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. Until next time, Ahui ho. Aloha. Aloha.